1: They're playing basketball. We love the best, get ball. They're playing basketball. We love the best, get They're playing basketball.
2: I was going to say something, I want to breathe.
3: <laughs> oh, you can still say it, bro. They're it's all good
2: who's played a real sport. Hey, the Nuggets are undefeated. The Nuggets are undefeated. Right, Danny Bailey?
3: (laughs) That's right. And, you know, uh, it looks like the Joker is true to his MVP form yet again. I mean, they were down to the Phoenix Suns, made it to the finals last year, put the Nuggets out. Uh, I believe it was... 58 to 45 ended the half 58 51 they come back and they win the game i mean it's it's true nuggets fashion here's what i like about what the nuggets are doing there is a tremendous amount of consistency guys same coaching staff they have uh you know uh the same core that they've kept together you know um The GM, Mike uh, Conley, was uh, criticized quite a bit this year because he signed Will Barton and a lot of the the same players back. Tim Conley. Tim Conley. Did I say Mike? Uh, It's Michael, not Mike, sorry. Mike Malone.
1: (laughs) Mike Malone. Malone.
3: (laughs) Uh, Tim Conley. Thank you, Danny, for that correction. I appreciate it. Danny's the man behind the glass. Timmy. We, We just saw what that consistency does. It has that team ready They're willing to pull through. And then your sub players or your – Your your compazos. Your your important pieces, Tone, like a Marcus Howard. I mean, they're just balling out. And we love to see that because they are fun to watch. You know, they put a good product out on the court, and it's always interesting because you know, unless they just say, hey, to heck with it, we've traveled so much, we've got tired legs, whatever. The Nuggets are always in it, and they're going to be in it. And we've heard – you know, uh, plenty of others that have been pretty excited about what their chances are to make a run at the NBA Finals this year. Um, already, I know it's game one. You know, we're, we're we undefeated. We might be overhyping a couple of things, but.
2: Uh, Dude, we're playing good though. Right? They are
3: playing really good. And that's minus Jamal. It's one game
2: out of 82, I get it. The game was exciting to watch though. The it, team it, was put together. They have a system. They are following it. They believe in their coaches. The Nuggets are the complete opposite of the Broncos right now. The Nuggets are inspired. The Avalanche, even though the Avalanche might be having a losing season right now, couple games in, there's the Avs update. (laughs) The Avalanche still play inspired, and honestly, I think we need our seven o'clock hour to be the the Ball Arena hour or something or segment. But uh, just, I'm excited to turn on the TV and watch what the Nuggets are doing with well, their young talent, with their veterans. We could say veterans. They've been on here long enough. They're still a young team, they're but, but
3: they are they have a good core. Here's the thing. Jokic comes back and has he has 27 points. He has a double-double to start the season. And they send a message to the Suns who were... were Suns and Four. Per, yeah, where are you, Suns and Four guy? But projected to, <laughs> to go very far in finals. The West is stacked. And I'm telling you, the Nuggets here... Um, They just will bring it each and every night, which is good for Denver basketball, for, uh, uh, you know, bringing some hope here and and cheering on a team, which is what we all want to see as fans. We're the fan cave. That's why. What are the expectations?
4: What are your expectations for the Nuggets? You know, honestly, I was thinking about this uh, over the last couple days doing a ton of driving. Get on that.
2: I think we got an ad going on over here.
3: Tony cut out.
4: Did I just say did I say Alexa before that, yeah, you know, you, and Alexa's talking right now? <laughs> I'm not sure, but we're hearing something different. But if you're hearing us, my question is, like, what are the expectations for the Nuggets this year? Because when I was thinking about it, the expectations, I think we're off air.
3: Might be. Uh... You're not, not here, you're, you're not off you're air. Not, you you're not off air. Can you hear me? You're not off air. I don't know what you're hearing. I'm only hearing you guys in the background noise.
4: You're not off air. Oh, okay, we, we heard
3: like a, a clip. Just come on. And uh, yeah, sorry was, about
4: that, Danny. Yeah, that's all right. It was pretty awesome. But hey, you can <laughs> keep your composure. You keep going. The show must go on. Must go on. The question is like, what are the expectations for the nuggets this year? Um, obviously, listen, they're on year three, uh, four of kind of this same core group to your point, yeah, Roman yeah. coming together. Um it, but is setting is a championship too high of an expectation or let's let's get to the finals. Because anything less of an NBA championship, think about it, you're in the West. Right. Think about the team, the super teams that are I mean, right. look what LA did. The yep. the you know, the Lakers, look what the Clippers, look at Phoenix, a young team that yes, they did just win, but it was game one. But yep. look at the West and being able to come out of the West, like to me. Utah Utah. I, I mean you know, you, you can't only, you can't doubt Portland and what they got over right. there with 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 um Dame. yeah, with Dane. So, you know, what are the expectations? What is are you going to be happy if they Okay, I know the playoffs are bottom level, right? Right. Okay. Western Conference Finals. They make the Western Conference Finals, I think that's listen, in, it's like making the NBA Finals. Right. Outside of Milwaukee and Brooklyn, mm. but Brooklyn's different now without Kyrie, so Sure. I, well,
3: I don't know. I think it's Western Conference Finals, maybe even the NBA Finals if they come out of the Western Conference Finals just because of the list of teams that you mentioned, Tony. You you have the Lakers who, you know, created the super team. What what is their downfall? The age, right? And and the amount of games and that sort of thing. I think they're heavily dependent on LeBron And To, to me, LeBron just looks so LeBron depleted
1: has- and tired.
3: He does. Carmelo's Still not going to help out. He
4: thirty-three up. the other night hey, the, in that opener. LeBron's but.
3: a gamer. He's one of the best, but he can't do it all. He can't the, be the one-all-be-all. All. I mean, you know, when Anthony Davis goes out or something like that, he needs those players but to, then to they, really. Then they got contribute. Russell
4: Westbrook, and then they got. I mean, it's ridiculous. It the is.
3: It is. To. But Russell Westbrook is your. He's your seasonal. You know, MVP. Right. He can be that guy. But then there's other times where he just doesn't he 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 for the championship championships and the finals and stuff like that. He doesn't he doesn't pull it out. Of I mean, not to cat, turn it into right? a Lakers segment, but no, I was no, just no, like, no, 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 no,
4: what what is your expectation?
3: I think Western Conference Finals, if they pull out of that, it is an NBA finals.
4: And that's free um, basketball.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. the teams out of the East, I, they're plenty capable of hanging with the Brooklyn or anybody else because they have that consistency, Tony, and that youth, which is now developed into a core veteran group. Um, You know, you have experience all the way around with everybody. And what's really cool about that is you have you don't even you're you're doing this without Jamal Murray right now. So when he comes back, he is your second best player, but he's a leader on this team. You know, he'll line out Will Barton. He will uh, Aaron Gordon, the Aaron Gordon signing. I mean, I think he's going to realize that his role is more prominent and he's going to enjoy that. He's only 26 years old. Uh, I think Jokic's the oldest out of the bunch. And he's. He's your all-around player, you know, shooting the deep threes. He has, uh, you know, the assists. I mean, he passes the ball like nobody's business. So, and then you have those guys coming off the bench, okay? Compa Comp- <laughs> Comp- I always want to say his first name, but I feel like I'm going to mess it up on radio, so I'm not going to do it. Uh, you have, uh, you have uh, Marcus Howard. Well, you got Howard,
4: Rivers with the re-sign. They got Rivers. Yeah, absolutely. Him too. Green. Um, hey, Danny, maybe you saw this. Maybe you guys Bones. saw this too. Did you see that um, when um, Jokic was asked from I think I don't know if it was somebody in the Phoenix media um, about beco- you know the MVP winning the MVP last season and what is that um, you know does that add some sort of like pressure to him for this year for for becoming MVP again? Do you do you remember that, Danny? Did you see that and then his response?
0: yeah i don't
3: really remember exactly word for word what he said but he said something along the lines of
0: i don't care about that at all buddy
4: yeah he's like bro i don't care about that and it was so nonchalant and i guess my point is is that that is the answer that i expect right from an, the most selfless player in the league and right. the best player in the
3: league and tony that is a culture that is somebody who's a true leader that's somebody who wants to be here. That's important, I think. That's hey,
2: someone who was a quesarito when he was drafted.
3: Everybody who <laughs> everybody who was signed or re-signed with the Nuggets, they want to be here. Jamal's not going anywhere. Nicole's not going anywhere. That's
2: the difference. Will Barton's what I love not going about anywhere. Aaron Gordon, Nuggets. picked up in a trade, wants to be here. They want to be here. Whoever's on the Lakers, they're trying to be there. They're s- trying to get that last their, n- yep. minute glory, right? And it, it'll be
3: a hell of a battle if it comes down to it. but uh, you know the the nuggets know how to play team basketball. They are unselfish. Um, who's who's the who's the uh, backup point guard that I, I uh, Monte uh, Morris our, oh, Monte Morris. Monte Morris. I think in Danny, <laughs> you and I have had conversations well, just on air about, you know, I, I didn't really care for him, but I think he's gonna come into his own light this year and be a true leader. Uh, again, hey the Monte, get sign. us
2: a, help us get a championship, and you are all forgiven for that yeah, curved that's wheel. That's right, my friend. <laughs> so it,
3: it, it's 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 coming together for them. They've been close. They went made it to the the conference finals last year. Um, they lost to Phoenix, you know, and and I think four. they were a Jamal Murray away from really putting them away. That's what it boiled down to. So, I mean, that Jamal Murray injury hurt us, but hey, everybody gets the rehab rebound. And do it all again and we got 82 games but they look solid and it was a solid start to the season In the opening game they cruised past the suns last night it was but awesome the, uh,
4: one thing that uh, i'll leave you with and then we've got to go because it's uh we've got to go to break but we've got coming up lindsay bebo she's going to be uh joining us talking about her latest piece on um oh shit. not justin simmons kareem kareem yeah kareem jackson sorry and um also by the way I was just looking at this. I think the nuggets, the takeaway I had is that they, the defense that they played. They played some good defense against one of the highest scoring teams. They're in the, playing better in the defense NBA. than the Broncos are. And they held Devin Booker to three for 15 shooting last night. That which is, is
3: fantastic. awesome because yeah. Devin Booker is a rising star in this league.
4: Exactly. Another rising star in the Denver digital media platform and podcast <laughs> platform is Lindsay B. Bow. She's going to join us, talk Ooh. about Kareem Jackson, the latest piece in the player profile on Mile High Sports. We are the Fan Cave. We're live from 3070 here Thursday. We'll be with you until the uh, 8 o'clock. Broncos down now, right now. Is it still 10? nothing or did i miss ten's a touchdown? Up, still 10 up. nothing but the browns do have the ball don't go anywhere it is a fan cave on my high school.com thank you thank you thank you far too kind uh, woo. yeah ready uh, woo. Can I get an encore? Do you, you want, want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys, so for one last time I need y'all
2: to roll. Uh, uh, is that the Broncos uh, new owner? Now
4: what the hell are you oh, who who Jay-Z. is this? jay Oh, I, I,
2: Oh, no hell no. to the no.
4: <laughs> don't, don't ask me about hip-hop or rap, I'm sorry. I, I don't know it. <laughs> I have no idea. And and no,
3: he's not gonna be the Broncos new owner.
2: Oh, come on! Come on. Wait, did I cave. miss something,
3: or there whispers of that? Oh yeah, yeah like somebody put it out there, just like. He, he, I mean, dude, he has to put together like a group to really compete with some of the big dogs out there. It's I mean, not he's
2: put now. together a lot of groups. I mean, he's been there with Puff Daddy, no, Dr. Dre. You smoking, dude? I'm telling you, <laughs> not me.
4: Maybe Jay Z, but he <laughs> might own the Broncos. I don't know. This is a fan you cave. You know who's <laughs> owning the Broncos right now? The Cleveland Browns. Oh my! <laughs> That's who owns the Broncos. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fan Cave. <laughs> yeah, I'm Tony Comes Combs, from, uh, Ryan Roman Romero from Drives at Mile High. We want to thank our sponsors over at 8Z Realty. Bye, Felicia. Felicia Montoya, she's going to jump on here in just a few minutes and talk Bye, with us a little bit about what they've got going on. Bye, and who Felicia. She's buying Did you hear that? Yeah. Who she's buying and selling with the Denver Broncos. Right now, it looks like it's going to be a yard, uh, an estate sale, <laughs> but uh, outside of that, hey, it's still a lot of football to play, and speaking of football, we've had some great guests on tonight. I mean, Zach Seegers from, from My High Sports, we've had um, JT, JT Matthews, Matthews yeah. joining us, and, and why stop? We you know, it just gets better. Keeps what time better. is it, Tony? It's Bebo time. It's yeah. Bebo time. <laughs> We are now joined by Lindsay Vibo, contributor of MileHighSports.com. also the Takeover, one half of the Takeover, co-hosts of the Orange and Brew podcast. Lindsay, 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 how are you? I know you got a lot going on. Thank you for joining us. What's happening no, this Thursday evening?
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm moving tonight, but it's perfect because I just got to my friend's. I'm like watching the game. Okay, commercial break. Went to my friend's house, and she's now packing up our truck. So perfect timing.
4: Well, that's awesome. Speaking of perfect timing, hey, listen, your player profiles are are every week. We're looking forward to what's coming out this week. It was Kareem Jackson. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat this at all. Um, I read the piece uh, and I learned a lot. Um, I, I, I didn't know a lot of this with Kareem Jackson and the Kareem Jackson Foundation. I'm not gonna steal your thunder tell us, tell the fans a little bit more about Kareem Jackson and, and kind of the journey that he's had um, to Denver.
1: Yeah, no, it was, this was one where I, like, it seems like every week, you know, I pick somebody kind of random and then I'll find out all this stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, it was meant to be. I was meant to pick this person. So Kareem Jackson, as we know, he was in Texas for nine years and then he came to Denver. But more importantly, um, I'm sure, you know, it seems like every player has some sort of foundation and uh you never really know how personal it is to them but kareem jackson the kareem jackson foundation is as personal as it gets so when he was four years old and his sister was six she actually had leukemia she had it for three years so his whole childhood was him going to hospital to visit her he was actually named Jelly Bean by the nurses because he loved sugar and he was running around and then literally while his sister had cancer, his mom also got breast cancer. And because of um, the compromised immune system, they literally couldn't even visit each other in the, or she couldn't visit her own daughter in the hospital. So as if that's um, good news, they both survived. But as if that's not bad enough, a couple years later than when uh, Kareem was a teenager, his mom got cancer again. So, and this time, you know, he's older, he can understand it better, and he has the flashbacks from when he was a kid. So the Creed Jackson Foundation, they're literally their two missions are to help families when, uh, with childhood cancer, you know, make the kids' lives better, support the families in any way they can. And then the other is to honor women who have gone through breast cancer. So, I, like I said, I, I don't know how much more personal a foundation can get to somebody than his.
4: I love it, and and those are the those are the things that I love to read and I love to learn about. Um, every, I'm not, sorry, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties here, but we're good to go now. Roman Roman almost <laughs> dropped the mic. Yeah,
1: I've been there. I've been there. I've been, been
4: there. Hey, Lindsey Kareem Jackson, um, the Kareem Jackson and the foundation that he has. Uh, I, I think when I was reading through that, and you you. You you told his story. I was able to kind of picture it, and I do have some connections with um, with with cancer and, and what you know what that means to different players. I love how you brought that to life, and you bring that to life every week. My next question is going to be completely off topic to you, but I am so that. curious now that I have Lindsey Bebo on. Lindsey, how do you really feel about? Talk to me about the evolution of. Your relationship or non-relationship with Tim Tebow? I saw your <laughs> tweet today. <laughs> I was like,
1: "Oh no, is this where it's going?"
4: <laughs> you know, okay. it's me. It's Tony. I'm going to bring you something. Something I'm going to bring. Let's get to know Lindsay. You're because I beat you last week. profile. All right, so tell yes, me, um, what, what is this?
1: <laughs> it's really funny. So I, so I loved Brandon Marshall. And he got traded, I believe, right before the right before the draft when Chintibo got drafted. And I was all sad, and I you know, I was like, uh, you know I was I think I was a sophomore in high school. And I turned on the NFL draft and I see Chinntibo get drafted, and I was like, oh, okay, Brandon Marshall, who I'm good. Uh, I thought he was so handsome. And then, of course, you know he made his his one year of greatness. He made it so much fun, right? It, was, it was, You could totally, sorry, there's a dog in the background. Um, You could totally get behind rooting for him. He made every week exciting, made the Broncos relevant. I was, I ate it up. Uh, My senior year of high school, I literally showed up in a pregnancy suit and a Tim Tebow jersey, and my costume was Tim Tebow's pregnant wife. Like, I was all in. No joke. I even wrote Skip Bayless fan mail telling him how much I appreciated the way he would defend Tim Tebow, you know, just like all the other 17-year-old girls did. And then after he, yeah. And then you know there was the whole, you know, gets released from the Jets, and there's the whole he won't, uh, he won't be any position other than quarterback, which is kind of like okay. I don't (laughs) know why you would think that's beneath you, but okay. That you know that started to rub me the wrong way. Then there was the whole baseball thing. It rubbed me the whole the wrong way. And then I mean, this is just personal opinion. The way he uses his religion to sell stuff and. Sometimes can feel like, is this really you? Are you just trying to make money? And just the more and more I really got to see him, I'm like, I I I, I don't find he's likable. And I, I don't think it's a coincidence that none of like have any of his former players come out to defend him or is he friends with anyone? Like I don't think that's a coincidence. But the real nail in the coffin was I don't know if you guys ever I don't know what it's called. But there was a book about John Elway written, and it revealed everything, how much John Elway hated Tim though And it basically confirmed everything I thought. You know, super full of himself, told John Elway's wife he wouldn't speak at a charity event if uh, for less than $50,000. And it just, I just saw him completely different. And I think he's a phony and a fraud. I'm not one to mince my words. No, don't worry, it's a block kick.
2: You know, Lindsay, so I I just, got, I have to ask you a question. Do you despise when I call it Bebo time now?
1: I love it. No, it gives okay. me like a jolt of energy. I think you should
2: overtake Tebow time and we should just call it Bebo time.
1: Oh, yeah. My ESPN username used to be Bebo Tebow, obviously.
2: Yes, I love it. <laughs> I love coining names. We got Bye Felicia over here, too. <laughs>
4: All right, we got Lindsey Bebo. Lindsey, thank you for sharing as you do every week with us your player profiles. You can find them. Uh, when do they drop on um, MHS? Wednesday. it's
1: uh, yeah, so, so usually Wednesdays. Occasionally, depending on the day. Sometimes Thursday, but pretty much every Wednesday. And sorry to all the Tim Tebow fans. I probably just made like a ton of people hate me. I can't help I myself.
4: I mean, and there's probably like three left. <laughs> That's alright for like fans it's of the, the fans. fans.
1: Yeah
4: if they want to follow you on Twitter, what's the Twitter handle and then we know that Wednesdays are the player profiles that drop. What do we uh, what's yeah. the Twitter handle? And also is there going to be a takeover in the future?
1: Yeah, so we we're not doing it this week just because of you know Thursday night game and I'm moving and just just with too much, I don't like to half you know what thing. But yes, that will be coming back up, should be next week. And then you guys can follow me at Lindsay Bebo, and Bebo is V E B O U T.
4: Thank you, Lindsay. We appreciate you as always coming in. Hey, have fun the rest of your night. And then also um, make sure that you have a safe move and all that and what you got going on. We'll talk to you later.
1: Thank you guys so much. All right, thanks, thanks, Lindsay.
4: Lindsay. Lindsay Bebo from uh, MileHighSports.com. The player profile this week: Kareem Jackson. She does a fantastic job every week. Um, the I guess we got to pick real quick before we get a break. Who do you think she's going to profile next week? We should have done it with her on the air. Yeah, uh,
3: you know, hey Tone, I think you know it may be um, somebody who we know and maybe are quite familiar with. Maybe Yvonne Miller this time, or somebody who's up and coming like a Draymond Jones. Those are my two
4: guys. All right, well, those are good enough for me. We are the Fan Cave. We're broadcasting live here on this Thursday night, six to eight o'clock from Thirty Seventy Sports Bar and Grill. The Broncos game is on. It's, uh, I I guess, I don't know if it's live here. Is it what it's expecting or like the game is it more than what you expected? Uh, I think it's right where. I just saw
3: something that said Fangio learned a defense the same place he learned to make meatballs at Fazoli's. (laughs) Okay,
4: that explains it right there. Don't go anywhere when we come back. We do have a back-to-back guest. We've got Kevin Lytle coming uh, to us. He's going to talk a little bit of CSU football, covering all things CSU for the Coloradan. uh, I think they're playing the uh, the Utah State uh, tomorrow night, so that's going to be a good one to watch. CSU's got a lot of momentum right now and controls their own destiny in the Mountain West Conference. Don't go anywhere. It is the Fan Cave live from 3070 here on MahiSports.com. broadcasting live from 3070 Sports Grill right here in North Denver if you're in the area stop in a huge crowd tonight awesome crowd watching the Broncos game hey listen it's only 10 to nothing still hey we still have a chance and you know what
2: 3070 has proved Broncos fans show up win or lose we still show
4: up we do Hey, you know how the game's usually on Sunday, and everyone wears their orange on Fridays? Did we miss Orange Wednesday because it was the day before the game? Or are you still wear your orange on Friday? uh, It depends if we win. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, because we're still— If not, then you throw your Nuggets jersey on or your abs colors.
2: (laughs) And uh, if we lose tomorrow, then maybe
4: Vic might not be wearing orange tomorrow either. Well, tomorrow, the NOCO, the Northern Colorado people, hey, let's wear some should be green wearing and gold. their green and gold for for CSU, your CSU Rams. And for that, we do nothing but we bring in the best, continue to bring in the best for you. So we're bringing in Kevin Lytle, who covers all things CSU for the Coloradon. Kevin, all the way from Utah, CSU has a big game tomorrow night against Utah State. Kevin, thanks for joining us, buddy.
0: Yeah, guys. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me again.
4: You know, we're doing okay. A little bit of background noise. We're doing a live remote, so that just kind of comes with the territory. But, you know, uh, I'm I'm glad you were able to join us tonight because I've been following the Rams, and the last time we spoke was going into the Iowa week. And I think the Rams surprised a lot. They surprised the heck out of me, I'll tell you that, because our conversation was, what was, you know, what was how many touchdowns was Iowa going to win by? At least that was from my side. But the Rams seem to have turned things around over the last few weeks. Kevin, what's changed up in Fort Collins?
0: Yeah, you're right. That Iowa game, you know, it's rare that a loss can kind of be a really solid turning point. But I think that was, you know, they were up at halftime. I really had Iowa on the ropes in the second half. But yeah, the biggest change, you know, CSU has now won three of its last four. The one loss was that Iowa game. They're playing unbelievable defensively. Uh, they held New Mexico to 69 yards of offense last week. And, and yeah, New Mexico's bad. They had a, you know, a freshman quarterback in his first career start, but 69 yards against any college football team is pretty incredible. The front seven is playing great. And then the offense, You know, it, you know, it's not, you know, the Oregon offensive, years ago averaging 50 points a game or anything but they're moving the ball and scoring as they need to and with how well the defense is playing you don't need a ton of points and so they're really you know complimentary football is kind of a coach cliche but it is what they're doing they're defending really really well they're protecting the ball and they're they're scoring as they need to
4: Colorado State 3 and 3 now 2 and 0 oh in the Mountain West they're at Utah State who comes in at 4 and 2 2 and 1 in the Mountain West Talk to me a little bit about, let's preview this game. What does Colorado State need to do? Because they're on the road, uh, uh, again, it seems like they've been on the road uh, uh, quite a few times over the last couple weeks. But what do they need to do to to escape Utah State and come home with a 3-0 Mountain West record?
0: Yeah, this is a sneaky, kind of surprisingly good game. Utah State has a first-year coach. CSU has a second-year coach. Um, I don't think many people thought this would be a good game, but you know these are two of the top three teams in that mountain division. Uh, this is going to be interesting because Utah State will bring a new attack that CSU hasn't faced. Utah State can really throw the ball. They average more than 300 uh, passing a the game. They're the top offense uh, yardage-wise in the Mountain West and CSU hasn't faced that. They've faced a lot of run heavy teams, which feeds right into what their defense is good at. Their defense, uh their secondary is, is definitely their weakest point on the defense. So this is going to be really the first true air test for for that secondary. And I think that's, you know, the key right there. Utah State goes out and throws for 300 yards, you know, you would have to think the Aggies are are probably winning that one whereas if CSU can disrupt that passing game, get a lot of pressure on the quarterback, then all of a sudden, uh, I think the odd swing in CSU's favor. Yeah, talk to me
4: a little bit about that. Like, uh, So outside of Caden Camper, does he need to, you know, uh, and maybe him getting 10 field goals in a game um, against Utah State. The, the Colorado State, this is really where they start entering. This is their schedule. This is it. This is conference play. Because after Utah State, they're at home against Boise. Then they're on the road against Wyoming. They've got Air Force Academy, who's just playing lights out a huge game this weekend down in Colorado Springs Mm -hmm. against San Diego State, um, and then Hawaii and Nevada. So, what are you looking to see, or what do you expect? Because, well, Kevin, let me put it this way: what I like seeing, and what what I like to have, what I'm seeing from Colorado State over the last six weeks, is that they've gotten better each week, and. Can they continue to get better? What, what is Adazio doing to kind of keep that progression going? And because this is a really brutal stretch over the next six weeks.
0: Yeah, this is the teeth of the Mountain West schedule. You know, 2-0 and start in league play obviously is great. You're not going to apologize for that. But they've yep. played, like I said, a New Mexico team that's not good, and they were starting a backup freshman quarterback. And San Jose State, who is worse than we expected, and, and kind of likewise, they were starting a backup quarterback, uh, so CSU's had a little bit of fortune, you know. You have to take care of business, and they did. But now this is really the the meat of it, you know. Starting with Utah State, I think you have several of these kind of toss up type of games. Where if you're coming down the right side, all of a sudden, we're, you know, we could be talking about is this a a team that will play for the Mountain West title? But they're going to be really challenging uh, series of weeks here, and and can the Rams go them? Can you continue this progression? You you nailed it. I mean. This team, you know, week two they lost at home to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's terrible, you know. And you're thinking, wow, what's going? You know, this is not going to be a good season. And then every week since then, like you said, they've been a little bit better and added another piece. You know, the offense has kind of continued evolving. So that's why I'm really curious to see if they can keep doing that. It's hard uh, to continue an upward trajectory throughout a season. You know, that's that's what the best teams do do, uh, but to do it is really tough and. Uh, that's the that's a really big challenge for this team. That you know these most of the guys on this roster haven't won at any significant levels in college. So that's going to be the battle for them. Especially if they do win, you know, in the next you know win a couple more games, all of a sudden a lot more eyes turn to you and the pressure ramps up a bit. So you know it's one of those. It's the uh, we we won't know until we know.
4: Wins versus Utah State, Boise, and Wyoming would make. That game in Fort Collins against Air Force, an incredible game to be at, the atmosphere. But speaking of Fort Collins, talk to me a little bit about the last time we spoke, Kevin, when we are speaking with Kevin Lytle from the Coloradan covering all things CSU, the the pulse up there seemed to be – well, not seemed to be. Listen, people were, were upset. Um, you know, how has that changed? I know winning changes everything, Kevin, but – you know, how has that changed a little bit when when you see that um, from not only the fan base but maybe some reactions that you're getting to some of your pieces as well and conversations that you're having?
0: Yeah. When well, it comes to you, when
4: you, let me be clear, when it comes to Adazio and Joe Parker.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, you nailed it. Winning is uh, it's the antidote; it heals all. Um, so yeah, people are definitely a lot more excited. I, I still think there's you know some big picture skepticism about. You know if this is you know the best path long term for CSU, but you're winning right now. There's great energy at the games. The three home games have had fabulous crowds. Uh, so so the energy is definitely better, uh, much better. We'll see what's like. I would expect another good crowd for Boise, uh, the Boise game next week. Uh, so you know things have turned a little bit more positive for Adazio as far as Joe Parker. Um, you know, football team winning certainly doesn't hurt his viewing, but, you know, big picture, I think people yeah. are still, uh, with all the conference realignment stuff and all that talk, uh, people are wary that CSU might be being left behind. You know, obviously it didn't get in the Big 12, the AAC is expanding, and, and CSU decided not to join there, which, you know, um, I think many people are on okay with, but it's still one of those that, well, you know, what's going to happen in a couple of years. So, uh, definitely the vibe is a lot better. I, you know, I wouldn't say everything's all, you know, hunky dory. Everyone wants to, you know, sign, ten-year contracts for everyone, but much better vibe than a month ago.
4: Well done. Thank you, Kevin. We appreciate
0: it. Hey, uh, have fun
4: tomorrow. It should be a fantastic game. We'll be watching, uh, from here and from Colorado and, uh, Good luck with everything else you got going on. I know hoops is right around the corner, and and all those things CSU that you cover. So Kevin Lytle from the Colorado, thank you so much for joining us and giving us a little bit of uh, your insight as to CSU their season and the big matchup against Utah State tomorrow. Thanks, buddy.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. Good to good to talk to you guys. Thanks,
4: Appreciate Kevin. It that's not Kevin's first time doing this no no <laughs> he, he always he's such a, a plethora of knowledge and brings the insight from cSU I, I I love it because we try to cover you know try fair and balanced right fair and balanced try fair to cover balanced. You know, Broncos, they do their best to take up a lot of our time, (laughs) but then they do their best to not take up a lot of our time. Very true. You know, when we
2: watch this kind of game, I love to talk some Nuggets. I love to talk some Rams. I love to talk some Avalanche. I love to talk some Buffs. Listen. Rapids. Rapids.
3: They're down 10.
2: We don't have to talk about Buffs. Let's hope
3: they can pull something out of their you-know-what and make it competitive.
4: 10-zip. Let's go. All right. I want to pull some Neil Diamond out of my you-know-what right now and take us to break. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when we come back, we've got we're like going to talk some more Broncos. Of course, the game right now still ten to nothing, as as far as I know. Um, but talk a little bit more well, about got some college football. Wait, Von did Miller you say got no? hurt. Von Miller's hurt. Yep. Did do they, do they get did they get points for that?
3: <laughs> oh, that God. would be. You know what's sad though. I I said watch uh, on the way here. I said I hope Von Miller doesn't get hurt. I think I jinxed him.
2: No, you said. Watch, Von Miller's gonna get hurt this game. <laughs> I said, don't put that in air, Roman.
4: Yep. I'm sorry. It was tonight. Was the night?
2: It we're gonna, gonna talk.
4: Happen. We're gonna talk to Felicia Montoya from 8Z Realty. Felicia, who is she buying? Who, who is she selling? Is it an estate sale? We don't know. When we come back live from 3070 Sports Bar and Grill, it is a fan cave. Right here on MileHighSports.com. The bulls, the parallel propulsion, the carry the love. Neurosurgeon, the purest virgin, conducting coverage Musical Merlin. He shine like Sterling. Watch automatic. What? So. <laughs> 9 a.m. This is uh, this a lot of people
3: rap when they come on. I just thought I'd you know, belt it out.
4: No, oh, I love that you do that. I was going for Nathan Richard. McKinnon.
3: Yeah, I know, he did say edge. that. It was for Nathan McKinnon. That's all you. But the
4: Avs lost, so you know. They were playing the, the Panthers, right? Yep,
3: they lost 4-1, and that's your <laughs> Avs update. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's hey, not let's not get into the that. The
2: are gonna do great. No, this I know. Year.
3: Oh, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. But
2: I'd like to see them have good starts. They're not, but we're, we'll get there. Let's go Nugs. Let's go Nugs. Hey, well, this is our free for all. Who do we have on the mic over here? What's up? It's Felicia. What's Bye. up, Felicia? Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Hi, Felicia. Bye,
3: do Felicia. you wa- Bye.
2: You're changing that
5: from BYE to BUY. That's correct.
2: That's coined. I've coined three names wow. You're in this. Hot, I, Ryan. I I am. You're hot. I'm solid. <laughs> um,
3: on the Broncos Felice, do we have like Tony says, an estate sale? A fire sale? No.
5: Tony hit the nail on the head. It's definitely a estate sale. I you guys like I come hard. I'm wearing my Von jersey. T- like i am always behind but man i'm feeling sad i'm getting sick of this
2: yeah but the nuggets are doing well
5: nuggets are doing well i'm still behind the abs but the broncos man they are just making it hard
2: i think tony said it best if we lose tonight we're wearing uh we're wearing nuggets colors tomorrow
4: (laughs) that was a great idea (laughs) or rapids Rapids. we had a texter Ah, text in that uh Sorry Danny, go ahead. Buddy. We had someone on the
3: text line who said that if they
2: lose this game, he hopes the coaching staff is fired tomorrow. That was not me, but what? that I agree with this texter 100%. This I I hope Vic Fangio if the, if we are losing this game 10 nothing right now to the Browns, I hope Vic walks in tomorrow
4: already with his box like yeah i know here's what danny didn't tell you is that it was from the entire 303 (laughs) not from not from the 303 or a 303 it was the entire 303 that sent that text
3: it's time to to make a change i mean they made the change with Patton coming in payton excuse me i always want to say Patton the way it's spelled but george payton he's done some good things It, it this coaching staff is not coaching up these players tony we don't see it uh You know, uh, the performance out on the field is just not there. Dude, his strong point being a defensive-minded coach, he has not shown me anything in the past three years. But he needs to be a head coach, and he needs to appoint, I mean, the right personnel to run the defense for him. He cannot do
4: both. Right, you delegate. Obviously. It's silly. We have. Von we have don't,
2: the best cornerbacks in the isn't league. Isn't there right a there. name DC? Isn't Scantrell? Yeah. No, it's
3: a, or, uh or
4: Donatello. Dom Donatello. Donatello. One of
2: the Ninja Turtles. Don Capers. It's,
3: right? No, it's
4: no. Dom Ed Donatello. Donatello. That's from like the 2002. Donatello. Okay. Donatello. Ed Donatello. Ed Donatello. Capers. Yeah, Capers was yeah, Capers is from like the 2002 Panthers. And, and, I know it's, yeah, What a heck of a defense coordinator though. I remember him. Very true.
0: Yes.
3: And I, for some reason, I thought he was the guy who followed Fangio forever. But, but, okay, so that's my point. We have somebody who is capable of running defense, but we don't really hear from him or about him or what he's doing to impact the defense. It's all Fangio. And yet is the head coach. So he's lacking or slacking, if you will, in other areas to coach up this team that need definite improvement in, in uh, you know, your offense. You're in the trenches, beat your O-line, your D-line. It's just not happening. Your your uh, quarterback play—it's it, pathetic at best right now. It really is. It's you don't have leadership right now, and that that boils down to the head coach, Tony. It really does. So you know, does he make the smart move? I mean, I think he made a a, a huge mistake by firing Scangarello and bringing in Schirmer because Schirmer just not does the players don't get him or he doesn't get the players. It's one or the other. But they're not they're not showing to what they're capable of doing out on the field
2: Rome, i'm gonna one-up you on this one okay this team needs to fire everybody from the bottom up we need to get rid of the quarterback we need to go back to what we were doing with drew we need to fire the coaching staff (laughs) well well hold (laughs) hold on, on let me finish and then we need to get to the general manager and then we need to get to the ownership this team needs to be fired from the bottom up this team needs to be rebuilt immediately the, immediately there's this is not a rockies season this is not we have a nice little patio where we can have fun at and in, empower in field this is this is scary the broncos need to be done we need well, to, We need
3: listen you, we, we're at the bottom william shatner should now. be the
2: owner he's 90 we're, years we're, old in space we
3: officially have been transplanted or trumped if you will by the cleveland browns the cleveland browns are don't a playoff get political <laughs> no, no no, no political. That's nah, just a term, damn. right? But, like, the Cleveland Browns are a playoff caliber team. They yeah. never were for many, many years. And it was quarterback, 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 head coach, head coach, head coach, head coach. Yeah. Through and through. It was cyclical. The Broncos
4: have turned into the Browns. We are there. We are the Denver Browns.
3: It's official. I mean, look at it tonight. It's embarrassing. The performances that are on the field, yeah, we're always going to love the Broncos, but we just want them – to be you know competitive at least competent I and mean, something that makes you know you you want to cheer them on when something happens because you love your team this it's not happening right now okay. I want
2: to look at us look at us huh who would have thought not me
3: what say you Felice well
5: what I was just gonna <laughs> say Rome is what you're saying is it's okay to lose just play good and we'll still be okay with what's going on at least just play
3: good at at least we'll see progress at least we'll see momentum at least we'll see something that shows improvement week in and week out development growth we see this this the team gelling when the team has an identity when the team is gelling when there's an established culture and there's leadership totally different ball game we would not be losing three straight, possibly losing four right now. It, it would not be happening. And that boils down to the coaching staff. It boils down to your head coach who, you know, is, is on the mic in the interviews making excuses or avoiding the questions or, you know, pushing them off to the side. I mean, this is real, Vic Fangio. You know, this is your opportunity. You, you waited 30 plus years for your head coaching shot. What's happening? You're gonna just let it go in three? He's
2: Come gonna on make now. meatballs.
5: Fazoli's <laughs> meatballs.
3: <laughs> not even good meatballs, just bad <laughs> ones. Hey, Rome, you uh, might have. Uh, uh, hey, we, we have a replacement. Is Teddy truly hurt you now? You might
2: have your wish, and it looks like uh, uh, Buzz Lightyear uh, is right back in. It's not my wish, guys.
3: They're, this this is this is a scapegoat. This is to wipe their butt with Drew Lock now. Okay, this is desperation. It really is. I'm sorry. I, you know, no,
4: I'm okay. I just, I'm happy because I just realized what 8Z stands for. (laughs) And it's every Colorado zip code begins with with eight. So the entire 3 out 3 I was wondering the entire time, where did you come up with the 8 C, Felicia? And now I see it right here staring at me. It's every Colorado zip code begins with 8. Yes. Okay.
5: And that was not me. I cannot take credit for that, but that is exactly correct. All the zips in Colorado start with 8.
4: All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about give you a chance. Hey, listen. Right now, the game is just getting ready to kick back off for the second half. Um... I think broncos fans are a little bit more interested in what's going on with their equity and what's going on with what uh with their dwellings so what do you guys have going on at 8z um that's new i love the intuition that you guys use and thinking outside the box so i'll hand it right over to you along with my keys for you to sell
5: sweet well thank you so much for saying that and yeah and touching on the equity point you know now's a great time to sell it's been it's still going to be spring of 22 is already being talked about the time of the year when we're having conversations about you know i'm thinking about it next year what can i do to my house what do i need to do to my house do i need to do anything to my house can it sell and the bottom line is guys you can sell anything we can sell things and strategize with you. We also have, I always talk about all the modern techniques that we're bringing, 8Z has a concierge team. So if you need to do something to your house and you don't have the money to do it, we will front that money for you, for you to make those repairs and recover that money at closing from you. So, I'm not kidding when I say 8Z brings all the strategies, all the tools in the toolbox to help sellers, whatever their circumstances
4: are. That's a huge differentiator Absolutely. right there. That's a game changer. Absolutely. Hey, Felicia. That's almost like boutique, Tony. You know,
3: uh, where where's a, you know, a company that's going to help you or assist you in selling your home, give you those types of pointers, you know, the tips. You know, here's what you need to do. Outline, you put an agenda together. You know, so you can be the best prepared moving into something that is, you know, a life changer. And what I mean by that is selling, getting ready to find your next home, you know, moving in 30 days, you know, packing, everything that goes into it. I've done it a few times and it's it's quite a challenge. But, you know, when you have the guidance of somebody who's professional like Felicia and AZ, they really line you out and they take care of you.
4: Well, I like that because usually it's um, right now, especially what we've seen over the last year, year and a half is that it's can I have I want your listing here's my contract go ahead and sign right. and there's no plan or no like how can we get you more what what yeah. two or three things can we t- can we tweak and that's where HZ differentiates
5: we so. genuinely have a process and we bring that process to you and we use the 3 Cs we coined the 3 Cs clarity control and competence we want our clients to be clear why we're doing what we're doing they want we want them to feel like they're in control combine the two, you feel confident about what you're doing every time you work with us. Felicia, can you be
2: the offensive coordinator for the Broncos? I should be. I mean, geez. (laughs) How much can we sell Pat Shermer for? Quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, let's get rid of
4: him. Not him, his house, probably.
0: (laughs) Him and his
4: house. And we
2: we need Felicia to go in there and just run the (laughs) offense. Throw in Teddy. Or throw him out. Throw him out. Buy or sell Teddy right now. Hey, uh, Fox is starting to throw uh, some uh, pictures of a uh, Drew Locke. It looks like it might be happening. Well,
4: he's still in there. Teddy's in. He's trying to compete. He's, he's doing his see. thing. They're only down 10 to nothing. They're driving. They're in Cleveland. Uh, they're in plus territory. A touchdown changes the
3: momentum. And you know what? Why is it taking so long? That's, that's the thing. You know, uh, slow starts really make these games, uh, you know, Tough. That makes it makes them uh, challenging, and you know, kind of. There's some disappointment as Broncos fans that uh, why why can't our team put this together sooner? We we just don't have answers for this right now. It's it's been for now going on four games, Tony. That it's it's not there.
4: Do you know what I do when I need to get pumped up? This is what Vic Fangio. I think he probably did at halftime. Is he just pulled up on the big screen, YouTube? the Any Given Sunday speech (laughs) by Al Pacino, the Inches speech. The Inches are right in front of you. (laughs) I love that. That's what he did. Because it is what? A game of Inches. Death by Inches.
3: That's right. Fangio may have his death by Inches as a head coach if they don't pull it out tonight.
4: I'm going
2: to be that Homer Simpson meme. Walking back with the Broncos hat and walking out of the bushes with the Nuggets
3: hat. Oh, the Denver Broncos. (laughs)
4: I wish I had something uh, witty to say right now to take us out. But, hey, listen, Hey, you know it's what, you only got? 10 to nothing. Yeah. The Broncos are driving. We're they're still in plus territory. We'll There's a game to be played. But what I can say is that we had uh, a lot of fun tonight. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, I want to say special thanks to JT Matthews, Zach Seegers, uh, Lindsey Bebo, all contributors on the digital side with Mile High Sports. Actually, I shouldn't say on the digital side because they're on the radio side. They yeah. contribute to yeah. us. Um, a lot they contribute to a lot of the other shows as well uh, and they do a fantastic job be sure to um, you know go online go bookmark their podcast it's the orange and brew podcast uh, that drops i think twice a week also the uh, mainly broncos podcast which drops i think weekly with zach and and cameron and manny and those guys Uh, and then the pieces that they have that drop on my Kevin Lytle, follow him uh, yep. from the Col- Coloradan. Um, great stuff. If you're a CSU fan, there's no reason why you don't have a, a, him as a follow on Twitter and then also with his stuff on the Coloradan. For hey, us?
2: Yeah, we have Drives the Mile High taking care of this, and then we have uh, 3070. We have 8Z with uh, Felicia. I'm going to save it for a moment. And then we also have Expert Exteriors with LLC. Uh, the, the crew over there. We have a great team backing this show up. We are going to expand. We love this. We love talking with you guys. We love talking at you guys. But Felicia, last segment. I
4: just got to say it. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) Tune in next week. We'll be back Thursday, 6 to 8 o'clock. To Danny Bailey behind the glass, thank you so much for everything you do, brother. Uh, For Ryan, Roman, Romero, I'm Tony Comis. And for our friends here at 3070, Sean, uh, thank you for having us as well. We've got uh, another half of football to be played. We'll leave you with this. Who's going to be fired tomorrow? Hopefully no one because that means the Broncos win and they'll That's be 4-3. Right. We'll go with that. It is a fan cave right here on my myhighspace.com. Go Broncos! Go Nuggets!